Hola, hola, amigos. It's Dylan. ¿Cómo están? What's going on, Pod World on World? My name is Carlos. Look what spicy little Spanish dish we've cooked up for you. What's going on, Pod One One World? My name is Carlos, and I'm joined here by Dylan. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to SpanishPod101.com. ¿Cómo están todos? How's everybody doing today? Well, I know I'm doing fine, Dylan. How about you? Estoy muy bien. Gracias, Carlos. In this lesson, you will learn about the preposition para. This conversation takes place on the phone. This conversation is between Fernanda and her grandmother. The speakers are friends, so they're speaking informally. Let's listen to the conversation. Aló, abuelita, soy yo, Fernanda. Ay, Fernandita, ¿cómo estás, mi niña? Muy bien, abue, ¿y tú? Ay, mijita, estoy bien, gracias a Dios. Abue, ¿me puedes decir los ingredientes de tu famosa receta de chile rellenos? Quiero cocinar para mi novio. And now, slower. Una vez más, esta vez lentamente. ¿Aló? Abuelita. Soy yo, Fernanda. ¡Ay, Fernandita! ¿Cómo estás, mi niña? Muy bien, abue. ¿Y tú? ¡Ay, mi hijita! Estoy bien. Gracias a Dios. Abue. ¿Me puedes decir los ingredientes de tu famosa receta de chiles rellenos? Quiero cocinar para mi novio. And now, with the translation. Ahora incluiremos la traducción. Aló, abuelita, soy yo, Fernanda. Hello, grandma, it's me, Fernanda. Ay, Fernandita, ¿cómo estás, mi niña? Hey, Fernandita, how's my little girl? Muy bien, abue, ¿y tú? Very well, Granny, and you? Ay, mijita, estoy bien, gracias a Dios. Oh, honey, I'm fine, thank God. Abue, ¿me puedes decir los ingredientes de tu famosa receta de chiles rellenos? Quiero cocinar para mi novio. Granny, can you tell me... What the ingredients are for your famous chile relleno, filled pepper recipe, I want to cook for my boyfriend. Man, why is it that Latin American grandmas can always really cook really well? Well, because they've got tons of kids that they've had to fed. Now they got tons of grandkids that come over to eat and it's just... It's all uh, about practice. It's just a feeding frenzy. Yes, I practice. remember whenever I went to my grandma's house, she sit me down and said, come hijo, come. Yeah, and you're like, no, 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 thank you. I was like, yes, yes, more and more. I love this. It's delicious. Yeah, of course. I loved it. That's why I was so chubby. <laughs> okay, guys, let's have a closer look at the vocabulary for this lesson. Abuelita. Grandmother. Abuelita. Abuelita. Niña. Little girl. Niña. Niña. Gracias a Dios. Thank God. Gracias a Dios. Gracias a Dios. Receta. Recipe. Receta. Receta. Cocinar. To cook. Cocinar. Cocinar. Novio. Boyfriend. Novio. Novio. Okay, guys, let's have a closer look at the usage of some of the words and phrases from this lesson. The first word we'll look at is abuelita. Abuelita. 
Abuela. You know, it's interesting. I never, ever called my grandmother that. I just called her grandma. Well, this use of abuelita, we already know, is a diminutive form and it is expressing... More affection. Definitely not calling her grandmother small or anything which may be possible. So I think it's fair to say that Fernanda is close to her grandmother when she calls her abuelita. Yes, and that's a sweet and safe assumption. How old is your grandmother? Mi abuela tiene 80 años. My grandmother is 80 years old. And still going strong? You know Latin American old ladies live forever. Especially down here. Lucky to live in the blue zone. Now, I could say abuelito too, ¿verdad? Claro que sí. Well, it depends on your grandfather. Now, Fernanda's abuela calls her something. Yeah, niña. That is a common form of address for either children or grandchildren. So it just means little girl. Right. Or you could say niño for boys. So little boys. But that's not how you say granddaughter. No. Nieta is granddaughter. And those two words are very close. So when abuela says ¿Cómo estás, mi niña? She's saying. How's my little girl? Cute. That's nice when you have a good relationship with your grandmother. Definitely. But the use of niña is not limited to family. No? Nope. If we were relaxing near a playground, I could say, Las niñas están muy felices. The little girls are very happy. And now that I think about it, it's funny. What is? Even if Fernanda was in her 20s, she'll still be called niña. You know, I'm sure that wouldn't change if she was in her 30s or 40s as well. No, but she probably wouldn't be called la chiquita. No, no, no. She probably isn't small and she's cooking for her boyfriend. Gracias a Dios. Thank God. For what? Niña. I think I could deal with it if I were older. No chiquita. I'm happy that one didn't transfer over. Luckily, that's our next expression. Or interjection. Gracias a Dios. Now, am I wrong to think that this is like an automatic saying for old women? Old people in general. You ask them like Fernanda, ¿Cómo estás? And they will say, Estoy bien, gracias a Dios. I'm fine, thank God. You know how old Catholics roll? That I do. You know, I come from a family of them. A more serious use might be, Mi papá está muy bien de salud. Gracias a Dios. My father is in very good health, thank God. You know, my father always told me only to thank God for, like, major things. I think one time I got a bike and I was like, said thank God. Well, that's a little much. You know, but I could also see abuela saying, estoy bien, por dicha. I'm okay, lucky. That is definitely used across the board with all segments of the population. Hey, it looks like Fernanda's getting ready for one of your favorite activities. Don't I know it. I heard the conversation. What is she asking her grandmother for? Receta. A noun that means? Recipe. Right. Me puedes decir los... Ingredientes de tu famoso receta de chiles rellenos. Can you tell me what the ingredients are for your famous chile relleno filled pepper recipe? Man, I want a chile relleno recipe. Those things are amazing. I know how to make them, Carlos, and they really are amazing. ¿Cuántas recetas sabes? By heart, like two. And like one of those pancakes with the box. Although I do know how to throw down in la cocina. You still have to give me the recipe for that peanut butter chicken. Right, right. I keep forgetting. You gotta remind me. Or you could write it down for me with others in a recetario. A cookbook? No problem. I've been meaning to do that. Which is the perfect lead into our next word, the verb cocinar. Cocinar. You know, I'm always happy to cover the verb cocinar. I know you are. Now, Fernanda is trying to make an impression. Why do you say that? Well, she says, quiero cocinar para mi novio. I want to cook for my boyfriend. Lucky him. Yeah, lucky him. My girlfriend doesn't know how to cook anything. She can't even fry an egg. Well, what do you care? You cook all the time. Also very true. Yo cocino gallo pinto todas las mañanas. I know you cook gallo pinto every morning and it's delicious. Or del... <laughs> for those that don't know what gallo pinto is, it's fried rice and beans. I know the perfect related word. Which? Preparar, to prepare. 
and I love to prepare meals. And I love to eat meals, so that makes us even. But I think there is no better way to get to someone's heart than through their stomach. I completely agree. I mean, when Fernanda says, Quiero cocinar para mi novio, I want to cook for my boyfriend, you know she's trying to impress. Especially if she's calling her grandmother to get her famous chile relleno recipe. Chile relleno, que rico. So we know she's cooking for her novio, her boyfriend. Correct. What is she to her novio? Let's say his name is Daniel. She is his novia, girlfriend. So we can expand this and say that Daniel and Fernanda son novios. They are girlfriend and boyfriend? Exactly. Or if they aren't official, they are amigos. Now you can't see it, audience, but I'm doing the quote fingers. Just thought you should know. Well, we all have amigos at one time or another. Yes, at one time or another. But it progresses to novios, and then suddenly Fernanda has... Un esposo! A husband, and she is... Una esposa, a wife. Okay, Dylan, new season, let's review. The preposition para. One of my absolute favorites. So what are prepositions again? Now, prepositions are invaluable words that introduce nouns, noun phrases, or subordinate clauses, making them depend on a verb that is previously given. Right. In Spanish, there are many prepositions and even more prepositional phrases. In this grammar point, we'll focus on the preposition para and take a look at the eight principal ways that the preposition para can be used. Okay, so we are set on eight ways, but don't you think we should explain the preposition a little more? Good point. Para is one of the most useful and common prepositions in Spanish. Oh, most definitely. I know I've said it before, but I still get it wrong sometimes. Well, most people try to translate para as for. Right, like just like por. And they aren't interchangeable, really. Not at all. No, they aren't. So I think the best way to learn para is not thinking of it as a translation of for, but learning its functions. Eight, right? Right. Utility. Utilidad. ¿Para qué tanto esfuerzo? What's all this effort for? Motive. Motivo. Lo dijo para molestarte. She said it to annoy me. Destination. Destinatario. Es para mamá. It's for mom. Or our example from today's conversation, quiero cocinar para mi novio. I want to cook for my boyfriend. Opinion. Opinión. Para Jorge, todas las mujeres son guapas. All women are pretty to George. Comparisons. Comparaciones. Para ser tan joven, tiene ideas muy sensatas. He has very sensible ideas for his age. Time. Tiempo. Estará listo para las cinco. It'll be ready by five. Imminence. Iminencia. Está para salir. He's about to leave. Direction. Dirección. El tren para Sevilla acaba de salir. The train has just left for Seville. Now there's something to remember. What's that? Because of the inherent indeterminacy associated with para, it cannot be used with verbs that imply the end of a movement, final destination. Eh, uh, what? For example, we say, Llegaremos a Caracas. We will arrive in Caracas. Using a rather than para. This preposition is also employed in relation to time. Para denotes approximate time rather than exact time. I get it, but I don't get it. For example, La fiesta ha sido aplazada para el jueves. The party has been set for Thursday. Para Navidad nos reuniremos. We will get together for Christmas. Note that the times expressed in the examples are general days rather than precise moments. Note taken. Okay, guys, you know what? That just about does it for today. Okay, guys, nos vemos. Ciao. Ciao, amigos.
¿Aló? Abuelita, soy yo, Fernanda. Ay, Fernandita, ¿cómo estás, mi niña? Muy bien, Abue, ¿y tú? Ay, mijita, estoy bien, gracias a Dios. Abue, ¿me puedes decir los ingredientes de tu famosa receta de chiles rellenos? Quiero cocinar para mi novio. 